Welcome to Audible Brutality. Two grouchy musicians humorously complaining about the state of music today. Featuring Adam Percy and Tim Vandevan. Take it away, Adam and Tim. Captain Tim! Reporting for duty. Reporting. Ha, I said duty. Duty. <laughs> We're both five years old, actually. It's true. Captain we Tim like- just pooped in his pants, in his adventure shorts. Well, because I was on the poop deck. That's not what you're supposed to do. Oh, my goodness. We deck. are literally five, maybe six years old, and uh, well, we both right. we like dinosaurs. They're cool. Trapped in the in the bodies of men, in approximately fifty years old, that are slowly, <laughs> slowly, well, maybe not so slowly, falling apart. So descending into decrepitude while maintaining the minds of a five year old. That's it. I like dinosaurs <laughs> and poop jokes. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, oh, welcome back, buddy. It's been a while. It's good to good to hear from you again. Yeah, yeah. How are things over on on your side of the the Canadian pond, as it were? Super sweet, super sweet. Can't complain. Uh, getting things together in the old Studerino here, and uh, uh, excellent. You know, uh, enjoying the heat, 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 hot, 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 all that sort of stuff. That's good times. Um, nice. You know, you know, we're still in this the the COVID years. People are wearing masks. I dig. I still find it strange that it's still sort of like holiday for some people. Oh, I can work remotely. Uh, so I'm going to drive up north and I'm going to go to my cottage and I'm going to put all of my burden on the smaller healthcare system. I live in the sticks and it's frustrating as hell. You know what? I One of these days when all of this is over, I'm going to find these people. And what I'm going to do is I'm just I'm going to park a large garbage truck on the only way back to their house. And I'm going to drive <laughs> it at two kilometers an hour and they there cannot pass me. I'm going to drive it right up the middle of the road. So they know what it's like to try and fucking commute home when people are ignoring a pandemic. It is so, I cannot tell you, man, like I've gone on a tear about it more than I think most of us need to hear, but yeah, knock it off people. Come on. Honestly, like, I get that you need to get your kids out of the fucking house. I have children, I know. But (laughs) seriously, my hospital is smaller than the ferry terminal that you are now occupying. So at least fucking social distance and wear a mask, which you're not doing. I've seen enough of you. I know who you are. I see you. Uh, If I'm getting COVID, it's from one of you assholes, and I don't have a proper fucking hospital. So thanks a lot. (laughs) <laughs> with with the, the least amount of sincerity that i can muster up thanks a lot again i understand like the urge to get out but you're coming into my backyard show a little bit of respect it's just because you're out of vancouver doesn't mean that you can ignore the lives of everyone else the few people who do actually live here so knock it off well that was a great rant adam i think you're absolutely right but you know what? I think we need just to set the tone because I'm sure our listener, huh, just one. 
Hey, our listener, our listener this week is Rob Swift, ex of North Star Jack. There you go, Rob. We love Rob. There you go, Rob. Hey, Rob, how's it going, buddy? You heard your name on the internet, Rob. You win. Um, <laughs> we love Rob. Uh, I think what we need to do is to switch it up a bit because I could go on a rant all day about COVID idiots, but we could. But. I think our friend Brian Eno has something to say. Oblique strategies. 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 Oh, here we go, Adam. <laughs> I got a beauty card here for you. Here, here we go. Okay. Are you ready? Bring it. What mistakes did you make last time? Oh, fuck. What mistakes did I make last time? Uh, you know what? I probably, uh, forgetting to back up my drives, that was a big mistake. Stupid drives. Because um, when you forget to back up your drives, your drives die. <laughs> when you least expect them to, and then you don't have a backup. That's, that's a mistake I will not do again. It's almost like your drive says, oh, I know this is really important to you. This is where I give up. Oh, uh, yeah. You know what? It's not me. It's you. Here's your files. I'm wiping my ass with yeah, them. Yeah, and, and your files with it. Boom, gone. See ya. Yeah. yeah. Goodbye. Up my butt. See well, you later. Okay. I would yeah. say the mistake I made last time was when I decided that my studio needed different cables for some specific gear. And by, If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's number one in computers and digital gear. If it works, don't fucking touch it. Don't even look uh, at it, you know? Like, just just keep <laughs> using it, you know? So like a dope, I decided that I was going to swap out some cables because I should get the new shiny ones. And the new shiny ones proceeded to blow up some of my cards. So yay me. Boo. Boo earns my own fault. Uh, If I could time travel, I would do so and go back to that day. And just as I'm about to swap the cables, I would punch myself as hard as I could in the face. So, man, that would Brian, you know, like, he know he knows what's going on, man. It's like it's like he's living in my brain. It's almost like this is not being John Malkovich. This is being audible brutality. And people are <laughs> finding a portal on the seventh and a half floor, and they're entering our brains and saying, I wouldn't do that. Don't do that again. That's a dumb idea. These aren't really designed for inducing creativity. They're like tarot cards. They summon the spirits. <laughs> I think the last one was the death card. So, yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That was the death. Okay, so now we need the hangman. That's it. That's it. The hangman, the lovers, and the six of cups. Yeah, and oh, and the hedgehog. Oh, the hedgehog. hedgehog. No, that's Ron Jeremy. He's he's little known card in tarot. The hedgehog. No, the Ron Jeremy card. Nobody pulls that. So, (laughs) okay. So card enough people have card number two. With great fanfare. Disciplined self indulgence. Mm, well, that would have to be my shiny new Traverse analog preamp. It's disciplined and it is very self-indulgent. And hey, because I'm worth it. <laughs> I was going to say that if it's disciplining you, are you a naughty, naughty boy, Adam Percy? Oh, it is. It is a little bit like being spanked in a dungeon, man. Oh, That's you know, all. it's it's sexy. You take the good, you take the bad. <laughs> you know, you take them both, and there you have a spank in the dungeon. So, 
two channels of Spank in the Dungeon. Perhaps that's your next record, <laughs> Spank in the Dungeon by Adam Percy. <laughs> I'm not shy. Brian brought it up, man. He brought hey, it up. I'm going to give him the don't answer. Don't ask a question that you don't already know the answer to. So there you go, right? Uh, so <laughs> discipline, self-indulgence in my case. What would that be? That's probably. Yeah, what would that be, Tim? I think it was the most recent recording I did with Johnny Cool, where he he there's a song he has called Daisy Rides of the Firestorm. There is a video of us doing it, I think, about five years ago at Studio Mix Art in Montreal. It was live off the floor with a few overdubs afterwards. And he had said that he had re-recorded those piano parts in another studio to click. So I'm in the studio with him. This is back in February, just before everything shut down and art disappeared. So we're we're talking and he and he tells me you know in between takes of a song we're having a little beer together and he says yeah i re-recorded daisy i you know i wanted to do something else with it than what we had like oh okay and he's like yeah i did a i did a i've got a piano on a great grand piano in a really nice studio and it sounds amazing and i said hey why don't you send it to me and i'll demo it and then so so he sends me the track and here's the beautiful self-indulgence is that i decided i was going to release Someone we've talked about before, my inner Neil Peart. Nice. And I'm not usually a busy drummer, I would say. I play very much for the song. I play very much for the feel. Well, I kind of went over the top on this this piece. And I rather enjoyed just like stepping out and making lots and lots of, you know, 16th and 8th note noises on my drum kit. So nice. That was my self-indulgent moment. I think this year so far, dude, that's Tim's version of an Epsom salt bath. That is, that is totally like mm, warm and bathy and very self-indulgent. candles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this 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 podcast is taking a new direction. That's all right. Yeah, I don't know why. Like I'm feeling all like kind of like saucy, but that's all right. It's oh. probably because you're not wearing pants, and that's okay. Yeah. That's you know okay. what? That's what it is. It's my ass on my chair, bare right now. I'm actually feel kind of. I'm standing. I've decided to stand for this podcast because I think hey. it deserves all of my attention. So diaphragm. So it's about the diaphragm. There he is. I get to bring out all of the tones and the voice. So we have topics, do we not, yeah, Mr. Percy? Well, well, we were gonna sort of discuss well how popular music has changed because of radio. Mm-hmm. Um, Marshall McLuhan called it a cold medium, but as far as music goes, it can be pretty hot. Mm-hmm. And uh, radio definitely has sort of changed over the years. We we kind of like dallied a little bit on this in a previous episode where we talked a lot about uh, radio and where we grew up in in Toronto, the different stations and kind of the the different formats that they had. And mm-hmm. that's that's changed a lot now. You know, radio stations really there's not really anything independent anymore about radio radio really is just a an extension of corporate advertising yes i don't know we could start an episode of the debaters on this if you want where you know radio is an arm of corporate advertising adam you are arguing against this tim you are arguing for this how about we just (laughs) argue together you know 
I think uh, I think you're absolutely right. It became there's a there's a great homogeny. I remember, you know, we sound like old guys, you know, and I'm going to use this joke again. Pepperidge Farm remembers, you know, we sound like those old <laughs> dudes sitting around at the park feeding the pigeons and the squirrels and saying, you know, when I was a kid, we used to go to the store and candy only cost 10 cents, you know, but at the risk of sounding like that. I remember radio as a kid. FM used to have a set of rules, and I don't know if they still do, but they used to have a set of rules that said if you're an FM radio station, you cannot play more than something like, in Canada anyways, 48% new material. So you, right. you couldn't be like, hey, we're going to play all Beyonce all the time. You know, you couldn't do that, and that's not a slag of Beyonce, but it, they, they couldn't play the new material. They had to mix in older stuff. So you'd right. end up with radio stations that are playing Culture Club followed by the birds. Uh, you know, so Culture Club is new, the birds are old, they meet their quotas, and then they mix in a Canadian song, so an Ian Thomas song gets played, so they get their Canadian content. And then what's current in Canada at the time, that was Big Lover Boy, so they're both Canadian, but they're new, so we can't play a lot of them. Well, we should mention, too, for our listeners who who are not in Canada... We actually had uh, something legislated for radio here, and actually, and television yes. as well, something called CanCon, Canadian content. As Canadians, we live next door to another country that has a lot more people and a lot more radio stations and television than we do. They have 10 yes. times the amount, basically. And we love our neighbors to the south, but there was a period of time where everything that got put on any medium was American. Yes. Uh, there was no avenues for uh, Canadian television shows or radio. So the government stepped in and said, you know what? It's great that we get all this American television and music, but uh, there's also great Canadian television and music out there too. Some people would argue that's not the case, but it's true. We do. Um, we do. And therefore radio stations need to play a certain amount of Canadian content. They had to play, I think it was 20 or 25% of all content on radio had to be, it had to be a Canadian artist or it had to be produced in Canada. There was a certain criteria that basically they said that had to happen. Oh, and that's it. And it, what it did was it fostered a renaissance in Canadian art because for music, the bands that had done well without that, you had the Guess Who, I think you had the Poppy family at the time. Hank, oh, the McGarrigal sisters. Hanks uh, McGarrigals. Buffy St. Marie. Hank Snow. I mean, but there there was it was a yeah. very I mean, obviously the the cream rose to the top. Let's let's not kid ourselves. These are some stellar artists. The yeah. the issue was is that the ones that were just bubbling under were not getting a chance on radio. So it'd yeah. be like, well, why would I play? that song by crowbar when i could simply just spin another another beach boys record i could just right. put on another beatles record i could play some, another zeppelin record i could well and it's it's interesting cuz there is a phenomenon where it's taken from like the idea of propaganda where if you play something enough that's what people expect that's what people yeah. hear and they don't want to hear anything else and so like if you play all those artists, Beach Boys, Zeppelin, whatever, ad nauseum, if that's all people hear, then that's all they focus their attention on. Mm -hmm. Like, And like you said, other artists who 
maybe you know just as damn good don't get any attention at all on these mediums that are essentially controlling the listenership this they have the ears of the nation and people are we're just not being given the opportunity to sort of be heard so this actually mandated media to at least sort of like they didn't say you have to play all Canadian. It wasn't totalitarian or anything, but it went on the premise. There's a lot of great Canadian artists. Canadian artists can compete with American artists just as well. And in fact, I think even in Quebec, where you are, there's even language laws. There, there, there's, there's, like, it's not, there's a French content, obviously, which makes sense because with Quebec as well, what happens is, is if you were talking about the 60s, 70s, early 60s and 70s, you know, your radio station might get away with playing a lot of stuff from France. So you're blasting Johnny Holiday 24-7. And it's like, well, what, right. a, what about the local artists? We got some great bands. Yeah. So again, the idea, that idea, you know, and as we've said before in other shows, we're two, you know, libtard socialists. <laughs> the idea <laughs> is that it gives the opportunity for these other projects and bands to succeed. So without laws that enforce some sort of Canadian content or in the laws of radio stations in Quebec that are looking for Quebec French content, you don't get your beau dommage, you know, in Quebec. You don't, even though these bands were great, you know, uh, maybe they're not being played as often as they should. So now yeah. the government steps in and says, can you just bump that up a little bit for us? Could you please, you know, because not only that, the Canadian government is also offering money and grants and loans to artists in, you know, through things like Factor um, to say, well, if we're going to insist that, these radio stations and carry more music from Canada made by Canadians. Well then let's, let's invest in our own people. Let's invest a few dollars in here. Here's the million dollar question, Tim, because we talk about a time that we grew up in where there were efforts to sort of maintain this balance and Canadian and French and everybody gets a shot at the radio target. Mm -hmm. What changed? <laughs> Cause I, I don't know, man. I I don't listen to radio now for the most part for a few very good reasons. But one of the big reasons, maybe again, I'm just some old grumpy fuck fart who, you know, <laughs> pines for the old days. But it sounds really homogenized to me right now musically. And it's not to say that there aren't good artists being played. That's not sort of like what I'm kind of griping about. It's not the quality of the artists that is on radio the types of artists that get played sounds very homogenized. It, I kind of pine for, you know, a, the day when people didn't really have to worry so much about the kind of music that got played. And so what happened? I think that a lot of, because uh, through the nineties, there were a lot of corporate takeovers or a lot of corporate buy-ups. So right. this company buys that company, then buys this company, then that. And all of a sudden there's like three radio networks, if you will, that exist. And so now right. it's like you've got, and again, I don't want to start, you know, pointing fingers and yelling and screaming and like getting blackballed by radio stations, but AM shifted. AM used to be the pop stuff. AM was the thing. You had your transistor radio. You're at the cottage. It's the only station you could pick up. And it's the, right. it's the top hit, top hits of today. AM, because of the sound issues that they had, they tried to go AM stereo in the eighties. Um, but the sound issues that they had, that it doesn't sound as good as FM, 
they decided to go to all talk. So a lot of that pop stuff moved over to the FM dial. I have a feeling that regulations were relaxed and that as media companies began to buy everybody up, you know, you don't have, like you said, that indie station anymore. And we, right. you and I have waxed poetically about um, CFNY, what it was like in the early days and what it started to turn into. And by the time 95 rolled around, it's like, Wow, it's 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 nearly indistinguishable from you know, say a ch- a chum radio station. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, and I guess that's what I mean is that you talked before uh, in a previous episode about sort of how, uh, at least on the FM dial in Toronto, there were sort of these clear delineations of like there might have been the talk radio station. You know, CBC was on FM and AM. There was the the one hundred four chum station, yep. which was kind of like. Uh, the modern modern pop hits and then there was the q107 which was the the classic rock so if you wanted to hear it it had to be rock and it was anything prior to 1986 uh they might play some newer stuff but it had to be rock all rock and then there was the cfny which was this weird demented you know (laughs) anything goes you know let's throw a whole bunch of things into this pie and see if it tastes good kind of yeah. radio station um and i know coming up through even in the in the early 90s you know both tim and i are sort of children of the late 80s early 90s musically i think and coming up in that era i i remember on several occasions walking in to cfny and asking for a specific dj i actually was good friends uh with um, martin streak at CFMY. And I could go in there nice. and I could be, hey, I want is Martin around? I have a new disc for my new band. And I could give him it. And chances are he would play something off of it at least once. Yep. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, Oh yeah, my buddy, yeah, he would be on air and he'd be like, Oh, my buddy Adam just dropped, you know, of Acid Test or Econoline Crush would, you know, had came in and he gave me this. Let's give it a listen. And he'd throw it on. Like they allocated time for literally for local kids to just walk in and give them discs. They would make time on air to do that. I would love to know about radio stations that are doing that now, but I don't think they exist anymore. <laughs> I think you need, I think you need somebody that's a manager. That's a, that's a radio programmer. That's a, that's an in for you because uh, talking about acid test with the reformation of acid test back in the day when I was in the band with you, I remember really working hard to get one of our songs, the lead single on a local Montreal radio station. Yeah. And we were paying a guy handsomely to get this stuff on the air for us. And he had gotten us on CBC, which was great because CBC plays, they would only play us overnight. They never played us during the the drive shows. We didn't get played in the popular segments. Trying to get it onto Montreal radio, I would have an easier time having a baby because there was something, there was a wall at some point where he was getting, they were listening to it, trying to get that on there just to get them to go like, hey man, let's give this a shot. Like you talked about the Martin Streak old days where, and that's how it used to be. Radio used to be, you know, maybe, sure. Yeah. Payola, all that stuff. Sure. Maybe I could... You know, I'll I'll give the guy a hundred bucks and he'll play my song. But yeah. now it, it, I don't. I have no idea. Aside from hiring a radio programmer, 
unless you're out in the in a small area that has a you know maybe you could maybe you're in with a couple of DJs in a small area and they'll give you a spin but you're yeah. not going to get that traction that you would have gotten a number of years ago like 20 30 40 40 years ago i have to say it was a little disconcerting cuz we actually hired a publicist and we hired a, a radio promoter to push a single for us you know so you know we put out some money to actually do the legwork we were kind of taking we we're taking it reasonably seriously you know like we at least wanted to get some like decent airplay or like try to get try to chart somewhere and we made a video we made we a made video. a video you know what what really kind of actually was the most disconcerting for me was the feedback we were getting back from some of these radio stations and again it wasn't like we were getting this kind of feedback from say like Q107. I wasn't expecting Q107 to play us, to be honest. It, like there, there are rock, there are a fair amount of rock elements in that recording. Like obviously, it's more probably more of a rock record than anything. But there are keyboards in it. It is probably a little more sort of punk rock or sort of more classic new wavy guitar kind of stuff. And a lot of actually the feedback that we got back was things like they think that keyboard line is too weird. <laughs> like it was that kind of feedback it wasn't like oh this doesn't really fit with the format that we do which again like i was saying like with q107 i was sort of like yeah it probably it's not really a classic rock sounding kind of record so i get that but then you know when cfny is telling you that that keyboard line is is kind of weird i'm sort of like well but yeah there's loads of shit that's been played on cfny that has weird keyboard lines in it like What's so different about this one? Like, why, you know, and this is while a radio guy who we've hired, who has a rapport with these stations, is giving us this feedback. And I'm kind of like, well, if CFNY thinks the keyboard line is weird, then we're fucked. <laughs> like, well, yeah. who the hell's going to play us? Like, well, not, and not only that, it's like you talk about, you said maybe Q107 won't play us, but they'll play the spoons now. Yeah. Because that's classic. And that flies in the face of all the sort of Zeppelin-y stuff that they love. And they're going to play Nova Heart by the Spoons or Romantic Traffic because now it's a classic. And it counts as CanCon. But this is now that you've got these stations that they play a song, the DJ talks, and then there's 10 minutes of commercials. And then they play a yeah. song, and then the DJ talks, and there's 10 minutes of commercials. Then... Then they break for traffic and they tell you the traffic sucks. And you're like, I know I'm in traffic. Fuck. Like, <laughs> thanks, Gilligan. The door has somehow been closed. And yeah. the only place that you can really get yourself played on, again, you need a radio guy. You can get on the CBC because they are looking for Canadian content. And that's the radio station I primarily listen to. Is for CBC those in radio the States, too. that's that's like our equivalent of N NPR yeah, yeah it's, national public radio but cbc radio too is what i listen to they and it's funny because i listen to it and i'm like oh i know that person i know this person i know you know all the different artists that are on there which yeah. is really fun I, I enjoy hearing my friends getting played on the radio because i say yay you're getting a few bucks yay yeah. you you know it's also i'm not going to hear brilliant and beautiful stuff like jen grant on shom or q107 right. or the fox or whatever you know but they're getting, she's getting played on CBC, which makes me happy. Well, and people knock the CBC, but it is probably the last place that if you are up and coming and no one's really ever heard of you, if you're going to get radio play, it's going to be CBC. Or you some know? college stations. But again, yeah. you have to know, you have to, college stations, 
in when I've gone, it's always been that I've known somebody that's one of the DJs that has a show. When we did an interview with David uh, James, right? C-I-U-T, is that who he's with? Yeah. We knew him, so we could do something with him, you know? But if we didn't know him, would the door have opened? I'm not sure. So right. uh, I've done stuff with college stations in Ottawa and stuff, for instance. And again, it's because I knew somebody that had their show at a specific time, blah, 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 and the music fit their format. So for instance, if it's, you know, Adam Percy's Blues Hour don't be sending him your new wave stuff, you know? Sure. But maybe talk to Adam Percy and say, hey, listen, I got all this new wave stuff. Do, do you know? Oh, uh, Tim's show that it's from 12 to 1 every day. I think he would love this. Let me put this in his hands. That's really the only avenue that's left open. Yeah. You only have the reach of that area. In some cases, too, the campus radio station doesn't travel that far. Nope. So you might have like a 20-mile <laughs> radius. You might get lucky like CIUT and have your transmitter on the top of a, a giant, giant building so you can hear it all the way out to Trenton. But yeah, some places, like for instance, there's a radio station for Concordia, and I'm not sure if they actually broadcast over the air or not. I think they do, and I think it's actually AM. It's I've played with a number of phenomenal artists, and they're not getting the due. No. You know, there's some beautiful art out there there's some wonderful music and i'm not hearing it It, like there's some people that i've worked with that should be on t-shirts you know (laughs) you know it's this is where we turn this into tim and adam's socialist hour (laughs) you know i think you know to sort of go back to your point about like how when you listen to an hour of radio now a good half of that hour is dedicated to advertising the the fact is now And I understand that radio stations have always kind of needed to advertise unless they are publicly funded radio services like CBC or NPR. I understand that advertising is a thing. I don't know if radio is maybe in trouble and they're just sort of like, "Uh, more advertising, more advertising because fuck, we're sinking. And and actually, I've, I've done jingles for radio. And a lot of radio stations now, even as a jingle writer, getting in on radio is difficult. Because they have their own in-house advertising people. Mm -hmm. They go, oh, we have these prefab advertising templates that we can throw together for you. We'll get one of our DJs to actually say the ad with his wife or something. Oh, Carolyn, you know, you didn't wash the sink properly again. You know, like, yeah, some stupid, sexist, bullshit, terrible commercial that somebody just wiped from their diuretic incident in the fucking radio station bathroom like (laughs) they're they're so terrible like when we were back recording in toronto our friend gareth carr lent me his car because he lives in oshawa and we were recording in north york so i had to take the 401 every morning and i'm like oh cfny what's on cfny right now and i'm listening to cfny and it is it was so frustrating yeah not only is the 401 a really terrible place to drive and to live you know spend an hour of your time but to have to do that with that kind of fucking like to to literally be served advertising for half an hour out of every hour that i was on that stupid fucking highway <laughs> was mind blowing to the extreme like i couldn't believe it and and then to basically be sort of served the same playlist that rotates every three hours yeah yeah there are no hey this is indie bands from toronto or the gta 
You know, there wasn't any of that. Yeah. No. You know, they have their all, all request nooner. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, everyone who throws in the all request nooner, they're not asking for their friends band. They're asking for the classic 80s tune or that song that's been played ad nauseum for the last six months on CFNY that maybe they got payola for. I don't fucking know. I know it's illegal, but I'm, it sounds like they still get it because they play it enough. So, like... A friend of mine used to do country AM radio way back in the 80s. Yeah. And one of the things that he said to me at the time... Because these radio stations would come out, this is the best song in the history of recorded rock music. And he would say, like, do you really believe that in the top 100, a bunch of these Canadian bands that you didn't hear of last year have somehow mysteriously placed in 60th position, in 50th position with their current hit? And I'm like, huh, never thought of it like that. Yeah. Because he said, I guarantee you, next year, maybe those songs have some staying power, but now they're down in the 300s of the top 1,000. Yeah. So, uh, and I was thinking like, wow, okay, so that, you know, that burst a little bit of a bubble that I had for radio right there. And this was in the 80s when he was telling me this. Yeah. So, if you really believe that your all-request nooner is all requests, it's going to be, oh, Joe from Scarborough asked if we could play Bizarre Love Triangle. Right. Didn't you play? Didn't you already play that this morning at eight o'clock? How you know? convenient. <laughs> yeah. Mm, okay. All right. So I, I, I sound jaded and I probably am, but it's, it's not the romantic ideal of before where maybe you could pay off the DJ and, you know, no. hookers and blow and, and he'll play your track. It's not from a movie. No, you're right. And, and, you know, it makes me think, I know someone who, who worked in newspapers, totally different medium, but you know, one thing that I learned from them about newspapers is that newspapers, the first thing they actually do when they lay out the newspaper is they put the ads in. Yeah, I worked in, I, I actually worked in a, a freebie newspaper for a number of months <laughs> Right. in 2001. And, that, and that's, that was it. it. You know, we have yeah. 40 articles and we can't put them all in unless we sell 80 pages of advertising. Right. And in fact, the articles themselves are built around the ads. So when you write an article... You, what your editor is doing is going, your article's too long because we've got this one block ad that's kind of cutting off this space here. Yeah. You need to cut out two paragraphs so that the article can fit around the ad. The ad is what pays for the newspaper. The ad is not the filler. The ad is actually the content. That's it. The filler is the article. Mm-hmm. Well, I would argue, especially today, that is the case with music on radio. I would music say so. itself is the filler. It's the advertising that, you know, the company that bought that radio station bought the radio station for. They give, they do not give a flying fuck about the music that itself that actually gets played. And in fact, that's why they homogenize it. That's probably they homogenize it. it because it's just easier. It's just easier to put, you know, to, everything is exactly three minutes and 30 seconds long and it all kind of sounds the same. And then our ads stand out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> right? As obnoxious and terrible as they are, they stand out. Oh, it's the worst. Advertising is fascinating because you and I have done a TV commercial before, which was hilarious when I actually saw it on NBC in the middle of like an episode of 30 Rock. Our commercial came up and I was just chuckling, watching it, listening to it going, you know, because it was, I'm literally in the room above where we recorded it because it was at my old place. That's my basement. Hey, that's my boy, Adam. 
Hey, that's yeah. a, that's Andrea singing. This is amazing. All done right here. But right. th- that kind of stuff is rare to get. I mean, like uh, I recently did a radio commercial with my girlfriend, Carolyn, because they needed somebody that could speak French for the victims of the Polytech massacre in 1989 because they were right. honoring it, right? So yeah. Carolyn and I, basically, we read the names of the victims and they used her voice in the final commercial, which I have a copy of. But again, it only happened because my friend, and hopefully he's listening at some point, Steve Howard, <sighs> who I went to high school with, who works for this conglomerate of four or five radio stations, whoever was putting the commercial together was like, okay, so we need a voiceover with these French names. And he's like, uh, we're going to sound like idiots, but I know a guy. So he called me up and said, hey, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, could you rope your girlfriend into doing it too? Because it's, you know, for Women's Day and that sort of stuff. I said, absolutely. So we did it. And, you know, one evening, Carolyn and I came to my studio where I'm I'm currently podcasting from. And she did her thing. I did my thing. And we took her time and we recorded it. And I sent it off. And they loved it. But uh, there wasn't anything that came after that. <laughs> <laughs> because right. that was that there's that whole story of that one trick pony it's that one perfect thing this is the this is what we need for this great thanks and don't call us we'll call you well yeah like i said a lot of radio stations now even smaller radio stations because they're owned by a single entity so a single entity will own like 20 radio stations in a province or something right they have an in-house advertising team and in fact i'd be really sort of curious you know, from the perspective of, of an advertising agency, their perspective on what's happening with radio now, because mm-hmm. never mind that like, you know, they're not really playing a diverse range of music, but their advertising is really terrible. Most ads that you hear on radio now are shit. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if a lot of that is that this desire to use in-house because in-house is probably cheap, a lot cheaper. And they're yeah because they're using the local DJ the the local voice talent uh they build it into their contracts if the ad doesn't work nobody really loses right like well, you know the the company commissioning the ad has paid for, for radio they paid for it is is paid like 120 bucks for this fucking thing and sounds like rubbish but it doesn't sound any worse than any other ad that's on the fucking radio station um, well, I, you know, I could give you a bit of insight into that because a friend of mine, Lawrence Bain, is a voiceover artist. He's a he's t- he's voiceover talent, and he does a lot of uh, the stuff that you'll hear on TV. So if you're watching like Showcase, he'll be the guy that says you're watching Showcase. They require actual professionals to do that. And right. what to to your point about radio? They're trying to cut costs. They're trying to make squeeze every dollar out of everything they can. I know that they're cutting staff wherever they think that they can cut staff. So when it comes to like the local guy, it's like, you know, so you're the DJ. Yeah, that was uh, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. Uh, Hey, listen, did you ever need a new Farfic Nuver? Well, lucky for you, I can tell you all about (sighs) Bob's Farfic Nuver. Bob's Farfic Nuver is the best place to find your Farfic Nuver. And all of a sudden your DJ is talking. He still sort of has your attention and it sort of doesn't sound like an ad. But it is an ad. Right. 
Yeah. But it always comes across. Yeah. It's cheap one. And it comes across sounding like um, it's part of the show. And then either they cut to another commercial, a national commercial, or they cut to uh, a song. Or that's like, and now Biff Skidley with traffic. Oh, it's back to bumper to bumper. We're up here in the helicopter. No, there's no helicopter anymore. So, yeah. yeah. But it's, uh, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, the Les Nesman helicopter. It's really, 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 it's bumper to bumper all the way up the Gardner Expressway, all the way through the Trans Canada to Kelowna, you know, so whatever. Um, a lot of it is cost cutting. I think everything is about squeezing every single nickel out of every single possible instance. And again, I sound jaded. I sound like, oh, back in the, back in the old days when you could return a pop bottle and get 14 Popeye cigarette candy bars. Well, it, again, it is, it is sad though, because like you could even look and for those in Toronto, you will know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. You could look at an ad campaign, like for pizza, pizza, those ads did not come out of some radio station advertising sweatshop. <laughs> Those are not the Walmart ads. Those are actually like really well thought out, well crafted. And whether you find them annoying or not, I've lived in BC for 15 years and I can still recite the pizza pizza ad nine, six, seven, 11, 11. Like everybody in fucking Toronto knows that ad. Oh, the singing phone, the singing pizza phone numbers was genius. Four, three, nine, oh, 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 pizza, Nova. Yeah, pizza, Nova right? did knock that or, off like right out of the park. Or- what, what about this one? This is another one that you would remember too. Oh, it was a rainy, rainy day. Rainy day. Seven yeah. free sex, free sex, free sex. I'm not offering free sex. I'm saying free sex, free sex. Free sex. Yes. They, uh, that, that ad was so ridiculous, but it was actually also kind of genius. And that's the thing is like those in-house guys, they're getting paid like nothing. They're not going to sit there and come up with something bizarre like that. They'll get fired. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be yeah. like... Okay, so I have to. So we've got Adam Percy's House of Pizza. Uh, so what's his phone number? Oh, the phone number is really weird. We can't do anything with it. Okay, fine. Uh, you should really eat pizza at Adam Percy's House of Pizza. Why? Cause it's great and everybody likes it. Delicious, two mediums with cheese for only twenty dollars. Adam yeah. Percy's House of Pizza. And next with sports. Yeah, here's Bob McSpackleface. You know. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and it just lends the, the word of the day is homogeny, but it lends to that sort of I don't know. It's all it's all oatmeal. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's all kind of gray and sloppy, and you know, it's same it's old, pa- same it's old. It's pablum, my friend. It's pablum. Pablum. That's the word I was looking for. Thank you. Yeah. And on that note of mushy deliciousness, Tim, that was a really great podcast, buddy. I get the feeling, Adam, I get the distinct feeling that we could be doing this and three weeks could go by. We'd forget to bathe. We'd forget to shower. We'd forget to drink. We'd forget to eat, but we'd still be podcasting. (laughs) And you know what? We'd still be right. (laughs) You know what? That's That's a normal. (laughs) You just described a regular like month for me, man. (laughs) Pretty much. (laughs) But okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Bathing is for suckers. So I want (laughs) to I want to say thank you to, or we're going to say that our listener is now Rob Swift because he definitely follows us. We love you, Rob. Hey, we and love you, we're Rob. going to put some North Star Jack up here sometime soon. Yes. 
and you're going to hear the genius of Rob, but from 20 years ago. So, yep. Rob, if you got new music, man, hit us. We yeah, can baby. help you. He's That's got a really cool uh, like, a music store in, in, in uh, Cambridge. Cambridge. Ontario. Yeah, in Cambridge. Yes. Yeah, check him out, man. Yeah. Go um, and buy some stuff from our buddy boy, Rob. We'll actually, you know what? We'll shove his website, or not his website. We'll put his Instagram up here. You can go there and spend all your hard-earned dineros on guitars with yeah. Rob. And you could guy. say, you know those two fucking idiots? God. I'm never shopping yes. here again. Anyways, but it's, I would say with Rob, he did some great stuff with North Star Jack. Rob, if, you, if you're recording at all, Adam and I would like to be part of that. That would be fun. Yeah, maybe. Let's do this remotely. You know, let's, let's make it rain. Let's make it rain Rob stuff. So, again, Adam, great show. I will catch you on the flip side. Catch you on the flip side, buddy. Uh, last note to our listeners, if you can just, uh, if you get a moment, give us a little bit of a rating there on iTunes. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. Um, even if it's star, a little comment, you know, give us some sparkle. It brings joy to our lives. Even if we suck. Yes. Even if we suck. So thanks a lot for that. And um, until next time, listeners, we'll catch you later. Be good. Audible Brutality is presented by Adam Percy and Tim Vandeven and recorded remotely on Denman Island, British Columbia and in St. Jerome, Quebec. Music submissions or general inquiries can be made through our website at audiblebrutality.com. Give us a like on Facebook or Instagram. And of course, if you haven't yet, subscribe to the Audible Brutality podcast on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. <laughs>